You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between exercise and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 women develop fitter minds and bodies in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. Today, we have the pleasure to talk to Scott Carson and James Short about an amazing adventure they're about to embark on. These two inspirational chaps are going to have 10,000 conversations while they run between Sydney and Melbourne. Enjoy. Today is a very special treat and it will be unlike any of the podcasts that I have done so far, in part because I have two wonderful gentlemen joining me today instead of just one person, which I often have, and also because we may not use the normal format that we have in the past. So welcome, James Short. Thank you, Michelle. Lovely to be here. Really appreciate it. And welcome, Scott Carson. Yeah, g'day, Michelle. How are you? I'm awesome. But then, you know... You guys are all about smiles and things, so how could I not be awesome? <laughs> As um, you may or may not know, although I did tell you a minute ago, Fit Mind, Fit Body is about um, you know, running and mental health and, and how it's good for our bodies and it's good for our minds as well. Now, we'll get into what you guys are up to and one of the reasons I thought that people would like to hear from you in a minute. But first, James, tell me a little bit about yourself so what would you like to share with people who are you where do you live what do you do that kind of stuff oh i love it love it so i love this type of question because you go oh what angle am i going to take it's like, huge isn't it right? yeah it's like it's like a, 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 a let's take a, a candy and let's take another one and so um, an amazing uh family man so a beautiful wife of uh 21 years three mm-hmm. gorgeous kids um which i'm very fortunate and uh and proud of and and love dearly um, an ultra endurance runner and athlete and uh, a business owner. So we're in a couple of business, a coaching and training business, and also an education business for, for parents as they transition into parenthood. And I'm about to embark on one of my biggest journeys with uh, this fellow character, Scott Carson, and uh, which, which is going to test the boundaries, but we're doing it for an amazing cause and amazing reasons, which, reasons which we'll share obviously uh, shortly. So mm. In a nutshell, that's me. And, and I think there's uh, many a stories that we'll be sharing on today's show, which we are very excited for. Um, warts and all, right? I, I, I truly believe to have an understanding of our journey, we need to go, you know, back in the past and, and the reasons why we're here and the why, how, why and how we've come together. But also just to be real and to be vulnerable. And I think when we can share that space, that's where we connect and we can provide value. So hopefully we can listeners today can walk away as like oh yeah that was a good point or yeah I'll, I'll try that one on so that's pretty much me in a nutshell I mean there are so many different avenues but I just want to let's let's keep it there for for the moment simple question where do you live so we uh we live up in uh northern rivers at Lennox Lennox Head oh, yeah. so just yep. just south of Byron Bay um we moved up here in January perfect timing so yeah. uh we call this paradise at the moment it's a beautiful spot um, really fortunate to originally from Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, really fortunate to be up here at the moment. Yeah, totally. Well, thanks, James. Nice to get to know a bit more about you. And how about you, Scott? What are all your things? That's a very big pest question. Like, what do you want people to know about you? 
is you can choose, and that even says something about you, what you choose to tell us about you. I think that's the million dollar question, Michelle, who am I? You know, I think the one question we all need to ask ourselves. You know, it's the one question that I was asked uh, at, at a conference that just I sat with and I just mm. didn't quite know how to answer it. These days it's a little bit different though. I'm just a man being the best version of himself. A proud father, proud husband, mm -hmm. a mentor, and a guy that just likes to create smiles. <laughs> so it's, I'm a very grateful man these days. I'm grateful that the life has gifted me the opportunities that it has. Mm -hmm. And you know, I get to have this one. I get to have this one with a man who's just jumped behind me and just said, mate, hey, I got your back. I'm here to support you. A man that I've actually never met. And that's James that we're talking about, everyone. <laughs> and but here's the thing, right? It's life is teaching me the way in which we need to go forward is to just reach out, give someone a hand, because you never know where we're going to go together. Mm, right now, that's true. we're going to run 1,300 plus kilometres because a bloke reached out and said, hey, mate, here's my hand. Let's do this together. So you let I, that out of the bag, Scott, just like that. Yeah, well, there it is. You know, like it's that's that's that story that we're, we're going to talk about. But the, it's the backstory to the journey that we're going to take that makes it what it is. You know? Totally, I think um, our whys, as you've said before, like why we're doing it, or why you're doing it, why I'm doing what I'm doing, why you guys are now doing this amazing adventure that you just kind of sneak peeked <laughs> a little bit. It's kind of a, you know what that's the story, you know, that, and that's what will get people behind you. And that's what will make it a success is when people connect with those stories um, and the vulnerability that we we're talking about earlier as well. So I guess one thing I'd like to ask you, Scott, because one of the things that I was looking around people that I had in my friends list and ones that looked like they were runners and maybe they'd want to talk about their running story. And you had uh, running clothes on and you appeared to be running in a race. You had a bib and all sorts of stuff on. So is there anything you want to tell us about that element of your life? Yeah, definitely. Look at element? It. I firstly want to share that I'm not an efficient runner. I'm, I'm 96 kilos. And I, you know, I run because I need to do it for me. Because if I don't do it me first, yeah, I'm not good to anybody else. You know, the most valuable real estate you own is between your ears. So you've got to make sure that you own it. <laughs> Otherwise, something or something else does. Well, there's so much trying to get in there all the time, isn't there? <laughs> I mean, look, and that—that's actually how business for Smile started. It mm -hmm. actually started out a few years ago, back at Sunday sessions. And where I actually went through a partnership breakup with work, yeah. and it was quite significant. And because of the things I've been through in life, which I'll, I'll go through in a little bit, I, I knew I had to train. I knew I had yeah. to do something. So I had to sign myself up for an event, and I actually I picked Spartan Trifecta because you're <laughs> going to be a bear, bear grizzly. So <laughs> when you're doing these things, make sure you sign up people who are fitter and stronger than you are. That way, they will get you through the race even if you can't. So, so and in doing a race like that, so that's a 42K race up over hills, 90 obstacles over two days. And so I said, I grabbed Warren Bull and Dion Sargent and said, right, boys, you're in. And they're like, yeah, let's do this. And I'm like, awesome. So I thought we, we better start training for it. So we started running. And while we are running, um, we realised that we are talking. And we are actually talking beyond the everyday football, mostly talking about what was going on at home, 
I needed a place and it just so happened that that was my place that I was able to process every Sunday morning at 6am with yeah. them what was going on for me at the time and I really needed that time. So, you know, then I started learning about the different, the different things that happen when you're running, you know, and how guys in general, whether it walk, jog or run, you're not looking at each other. It's much easier to talk. Exactly. And there seems to yeah. be something when your endorphins are up and running that you're able to share things a little bit freely, more freely, and that's mm-hmm. really important. So basically running got me through a very hard time. Mm. Um, there's another opportunity that happened a few years ago with my wife having a pretty severe accident, which is actually the reason why I want to make such a difference in the world. But once, and I'll share that a little bit, but the thing that got me through that is I'm a big guy and I actually trained up to do an Ironman within six months. Yeah. Because I needed something for my head because I was going through something. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'll never forget the first time I went down to the pool. I wasn't a swimmer and I get down to the pool and I jump in the pool. 25 meters, I only had, that was all I had to swim to see the, because I had to get a coach to do how to swim 3.8K. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here you know, I am, I jump in the pool and I swim to the other end and I smash my hand on the side of the pool a couple of times. The coach turns around and goes, What are you for, mate? I said, I'm going to do that Ironman in six months' time. And the laugh that came out of him was just <laughs> But the look in his eyes when he saw that I was actually serious was even more, it was brilliant. So, wow. you know, and you're talking about physical activity being important to your mental mm-hmm. opportunities. Mm-hmm. I went through some pretty hard times and it's the one thing that keeps, keeps me going. Mm. I mean, there's science around that now. Yeah. There wasn't, you know, when I started running in my, you know, 20s, there was not. Whereas now neuroscience has come such a long way that they're actually saying all of the amazing things that happen when we exercise and a lot of the, the things that you're talking about, there's even, you know, the science about, it's not just blokes, but particularly blokes, when you're not looking at each other, it's not so threatening, running side by side. Um, the neural pathways open up when we're running as well, uh, when we're exercising. So, you know, they're able, you're able to communicate more freely, I think. Um, and maybe some of the inhibitions are obviously gone as well, like what you do and don't talk about otherwise. Yeah, look, it's 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 interesting, you know. Like I've I've been lucky enough to spend some time with some people in pretty dark places. Yeah. And the opportunity to sit next to somebody and just sit with them. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that I'm actually really grateful for. Mm-hmm. You know, some people ask, hey, how can you be grateful to be in those situations? And I'm like, it's really easy to share the good things in life. Mm-hmm. You know? It's really tough to share the things that hurt. Yeah, that's true. When we share the things that hurt, that's when we can process them. That's when we get the opportunity mm-hmm. you know, to be the best versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And perhaps help others as well. Uh, right, there's a key to it, isn't it? <laughs> That's funny, you know, like we're, we're, every single one of us has got a story, every single one of us has got a dark day. Mm. We've all had plenty of them, right? But it's when we share them that we actually gift that knowledge onto somebody else. We actually gift them our experience. And when we're telling a story, there's emotion attached to that. So with the emotion we're sharing the story, it's the emotion that endears us to each other mm. because we're emotional beings. So that's how, like, it's fascinating how when most people talk, they, they, they share, you've got two stories, one's a negative story, one's a positive. When one that's negative 
always stands up more because it's got that more emotion attached to it. It's more impact as a result. Yeah. yeah. So it holds you, holds you in holds you in a bigger pattern. So and so, makes us all similar, makes us work together. Yeah, like um, more relatable to each other as well. It's like, oh, he spoke about that and I, I know that feeling, you know, that kind of, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, what I'm hearing from you is, is that when things have got pretty tough for you over the last, say, decade or so, decade or so um, running or exercise, like the Ironman as well, hope that went well. <laughs> You finished the Ironman, I guess. Yeah, no, so yeah. For someone who hasn't hadn't really done much physical ex- exercise, I did a reasonable time for a big bloke, you know. So that's awesome. <laughs> there was there was no one on my tail saying get off the track. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's obviously has been, and I think that's great. Your go-to place. Why do you think that was in the first place? Like, why did you choose to go out and? You know, go running, whatever. When things were not great, like what made? Why did you make that choice? Yeah, it's interesting because having people in my life that have uh, shown me that path has been a big one. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've had there's a gentleman by the name of Greg Jones, and I'll, I'll never forget him. The um, I actually volunteered for Melbourne Ironman just to work there, so I could be a part of it. But I lived in Frankston. I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm a good thing for Frankston. So I ended up doing the four days. I just set up, pack up. And mm-hmm. but on the third day, it was the race day and the start of the, start of the race, they got actually, Scott, you've done really well. You're running the transition tent. I'm like, okay, no dramas. We've got this covered. We've got this. And it ended up being one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. And if, if, if any of your listeners, if you haven't um, been involved in any endurance event, I highly recommend you volunteer for one to see where people put themselves and also where to see the real human nature come out in people. And yeah. you know, so I've got this amazing opportunity to be around all these athletes in this time. Anyway, the next the next day after it all packed up, I went into the local bike shop and um, there's a guy in there hobbling in his 60s. And I've gone, what's wrong with you, old man? He goes, oh, I did that Ironman yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Pull <laughs> out his... Uh, his um, metal because he still uh, got it with him yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if he's name yet um but he, here's the thing right he's pulled out this metal and i was impressed that he did the iron man mm-hmm. i was more impressed that he turned up the next day mm. that was important mm. and i'm like here's a guy just put himself through physical opportunities and he's still turning up yeah I wanted to be that man. Wow. Did you tell him that he made an impact on you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Should have seen it the first time I went for a bike ride with him. He went, went up the hill out, just coming out of Mornington. He's sitting there laughing at me. <laughs> just, it's like, it's killing me. <laughs> that's, that's the key to all this stuff. And, and I, I want to throw over to Shorty on that because the amount of times you've been impacted by people who do these endurance events. Just by being around them, yeah, that make all the difference. So even when you're not participating, but you're say as you your example then was being part of the organising, the volunteering, you're still impacted. So um, as you said, James, you mentioned some endurance sports that you've been a part of as well. 
Yeah, so my running story, it's a, it's a very colorful story. So in my past life, I owned a couple of fitness centers mm-hmm. and uh, in the early 2000s, I sold that in 2008. And during that time though, um, a buddy of mine's like, oh, my background is in swimming and surfing and, and mostly water. I've got the best, I say to my mates, I've got the best birthing hips ever. Like they're just amazing. They're a good set of hips on me. Um, so really not ideal for running, right? <laughs> And so back in the early 2000s, a buddy of mine said, listen, Shorty, we've got some mates who are keen to do the, the city to surf mm-hmm. the, in, the, in Sydney from the city to Bondi, 14K run. Are you keen? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, mate, you know, he goes, come on, we'll do it together. We'll train up for it. Anyway, sure enough, I signed up. And that was my longest run. That was in the early 2000s. Then that led to, he goes, Shorty, there's a little thing called a half, half marathon. I go, well, what's a half marathon? He goes, it's a 21K run. I said, well, yeah, why would you want to do something like that? Anyway, we set the goal. We did the activity and and we trained for it. A couple of them later and he goes, oh, Shorty. I said, yeah, mate. He goes, there's a thing called a marathon. I said, what's a marathon? He goes, it's 42K run. I said, run. I said, you've got cars that can go that distance. Why would you want to run that kind of distance? Anyway, signed up, did the activity. we, We achieved that goal and that led to a number of marathons and then he came to me one day, he goes, Shorty, he goes, I know you can sort of run, all right? You got the Shorty shuffle happening. He goes, I know you can swim because your background's swimming. Can you ride a bike? And I said, well, let's give it a crack. I said, why? He goes, there's a little thing in Port Macquarie called a half Ironman. Mm-hmm. I said, what's a half Ironman? He said, it's a 1.8K swim, 90K bike ride and a 21K run. I said, oh my gosh. Anyway, signed up, did it, achieved it and did a couple of half Ironmans together. And then a little while later, he goes, Hey, have you ever heard of a full Ironman, Shorty? I said, full Ironman. I said, what's that? He goes, 3.8K swim, 180K bike ride, 42K run. I said, how many days do you get to do that in? <laughs> and he goes, one. I said, are you serious? Anyway, set a goal, did the activity and we achieved it. And then that got those juices going mm. inside of me. It's like, oh, what else? What else? What else? What else? And I love the multiple, you know, the, the multi disciplines. Mm-hmm. Um but I love the trail running and I got into some trail running and I was looking, what are the events around then? Back then there was a race in the Blue Mountains called North Face. It's called UTA, UTA yeah. now. Just happened. So well, yeah, yeah signed happened up and, in May. Yeah, so uh, Ironman have taken that over now. And um, and so I did the, the 100K through the Blue Mountains and, and then that led to a, a couple of those and did the Tarawera over New Zealand. And a couple of years ago, so I was like, what else is, what else is out there? And I came across this, this race in the Simpson Desert and it was called the Big Red Run. And the Simpson Desert, if you think about you're down the beach and you're seeing the big waves rolling in set after set, set well, that's sand dunes in the Simpson wow. Desert. The Simpson Desert is the world's largest sand dune parallel desert. All you see on the top of the sand dunes is just another one and another one, another one. So over five days, we, we traveled over 250 kilometers um, up and down sand dunes, camped out overnight. It was absolutely epic. And then so achieved that. It was just an amazing effort, an amazing result with a cool bunch of people. And then when I was introduced to Scott last year, he goes, knowing his history, he goes, I've got a little, got a little event and I'm thinking about even before he went through the details, I'm in. Where do I? Let's go. Let's do it. Um, so that's so that's been my sort of journey, and I think what I get out of it is who I become along the way, and and I guess the resilience and going through 
that mental journey, mm-hmm. but then sharing that experience, sharing that light. And one of the beautiful transitions of going from Ironman into ultra distance running was my first ultra marathon. And I was training up for a hundred Ks through the blue mountains, not knowing what to expect, obviously done a little bit of runs here and there in the trails, but I was hanging out with all these other crazy cats who like have done like six ultras in the first three months of the year. They've just come back from Europe doing the outs and I'm just going, my paradigm was just completely like blown out. Mm -hmm. And what happened was that this language started to become the norm. So I'm hanging around these ultras and I I can do this. Yeah. I got that belief in myself because I'm that product of the environment. Mm -hmm. And so when I was coming back to talking to people who were just doing five Ks, which was amazing in itself, it was outside their paradigm. I'm actually running a hundred Ks. So it was really interesting. I'm thinking to myself, if this is product of the environment of just running 100Ks and I'm immersing myself into this and have the belief now I can do it, what would it be like in other areas of my life? What would it be like if I immerse myself in positive environment around my relationships, around my finances, around my business? And so just that, just mind blowing. It's like, yeah. And so that's where it's like, "Mm, who am I actually surrounding myself? That positive energy that's going to help me and then being that beacon of light for others as well. I love that. That's a great thing that you were able to take from the sport and, and into your real, not real life, <laughs> sports real life, into other aspects. Into other of areas. Mm. Yeah. That's really strong. Um, what do you think about, both of you, what do you think about when you're running in general? Like you don't have to give us the details. <laughs> and it probably changes from time to time, depending on what you're doing. So it sounds like you're both kind of um, quite goal driven as well. Like you were, you've talked about events that you've trained for specifically, certainly that's what you were, were saying, James and a bit Scott, like what's going through your, your brain when you're out there on a lonely run, either by yourself or with other people. Like Scott, I'll leave the, you can, you can go first on this one. <laughs> it's a bit oh. tricky. Some people said, uh, you don't want to know what's going through my head. <laughs> over to you too, shorty. Um <laughs> But no, it's, it's perfect, right? And so at the moment, I'm training a lot on my own and mm-hmm. just in Melbourne, lockdown, yeah. Yep. So it's just getting out, pounding the pavement and everything, you know, like there's mm-hmm. there's opportunities for the moment. How can we how can we make this event happen? What have we got to yep. do to make this event happen? And then I, I'm lucky enough, I'll catch up to people. I don't want to jump into it quickly before we go into here because there's something that's really important, right? It's it's the company you keep when you're running and when you're training and, and mm-hmm. how you just get each get each other through, you know, like I'm gonna go a little bit sideways to come back to this because I did two base fifty six, which is up over the Arthur seat. Mm-hmm. Three days prior I broke uh metatarsal in my um in my left foot. So <laughs> I was on way camping and <laughs> My son yells out, dad, dad, dad. And I'm like, you all right? It's dad, dad, dad. And I'm like, oh, okay. I started running. And I hit my pinky on a guy rope at full pelt. Out. Right? Hit it that hard, it actually broke the metatarsal, not the. So mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I've, I've looked at it, I've grabbed it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's loose. Okay. So I went out and got to him. I'm like, it was an echidna. Uh- <laughs> They are very cute, I will say. Very cute. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, that's that's a bit painful. And I was just going to have to pack up the tent to get, get back home. Anyway, so the first morning before I left, which was the next morning, I thought, I'll just, I'll just go out for a quick surf. I, 
I call it surfing. Other people will call it floating on water. I don't know. <laughs> right? It so, works for you. Yeah, so I just get out there. But I knew I had a problem when I walked into the water and my pinky toe went out, you know, pushed and it went out to the left. So I'm like, Ouch. okay, I better turn around and get out. So, <laughs> so that was the condition. So it's a big run, the 2 base 56. It's a pretty notorious one. And I kept myself talking the entire time with anyone who'd listen. Yeah. Right. And at about the 36K mark, my foot went numb. So that gave me the opportunity. I'm not sure if that just went down or not because my internet went. No, we can still oh, see you and hear you. Oh, no drums. That's what was my end. So, so, you know, just talking to people, sharing the story, and, you know, we'll share the story with the socks in a minute, but sharing my story and sharing the pain that we're going through yeah. really helps, you know, and, and that's, and that's what I love doing when I'm out running and I, I love catching up to people, finding out their story, mm-hmm. you know, and seeing people do a little bit more than what they didn't. When I, when I first started running marathons a few years ago now, one of my friends who's run like 50 and done Ironmans, you know, in Hawaii and done all that stuff, she said, my main advice for you is every marathon you do, make a friend someone you didn't know before so you know you're queuing for things and you're what and then and you're running next to people just have conversations so there you go how much when we do it together you know so rather than being spent time in your own head Mm. share yeah spend time in other people's heads no it's much better (laughs) (laughs) shorty what are you thinking about when you're running so so there's a couple of different variables here. One is the, you know, like a shorter run, it's usually the two, mm-hmm. you know, a, a debrief of, of the day to do, okay, what have I done? What do I need to do? Blah, 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 blah. And just starts to free that, that emotions and that energy throughout the body. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get into longer runs and I go through certain pain barriers, it, it, it takes on a different conversation. And I love the analogy of making a friend. I'll share a little story. There's three quick stories I want to share. First story is this. I remember one of the marathons when I was running with my buddy, Dave, and um, it was a Sydney marathon. And we're running in, the, in one of the, you know, the striders that they've got the, the timers. And there's about 20 people around us. And running next was, was Tony Abbott. And we're running along down Anzac wow. Parade and we're just giving it, hey, Tony, how you going? Blah, blah. And this is like, obviously, he, he wasn't prime minister at the time. It was a little bit before it. And uh, just giving him stick. And he was giving it back. And anyway, there were these young women coming up Anzac Parade and they've just left the nightclub. So they're all sort of walking a little bit sideways. And my mate yells out, hey, girls, here's Tony Abbott. Give him a wave. Right? And next minute, the girls take their tops and just go, vroom, straight up. And Dave goes, where's the paparazzi now, Tony? Right, and everyone just lets out a roar, and everyone cheers and carries on. And the girls thought it was funny as well. And we start running off, and and everyone's you know in that nice drive, and the energy is amazing. And mm-hmm. and we run off and leave Tony behind us. About two k's before the end, we're struggling. Forty k mark, two k's to go, mm-hmm. and here comes Tony. No way! Comes straight up behind us, turns to us, and goes. Guess who's laughing now, boys? And just burns <laughs> us, right? Smokes us. So once again, it's like, yeah, 
Fantastic. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> One of the other stories, and so that's, you know, the importance of, you know, running together, sharing jokes, mm-hmm. having fun, and, and just having that connection along the way. The other story that, that I wanted to share is that it was out on the big red run, and I was running with a, a, another running buddy of mine, and I was in the world of pain. Something comes over me when I'm in this space that can freak a little few people out. And so what happened was that my grandparents came through and they'd passed a number of years ago. And I was just in such a world of pain and and I hear their voices so clearly in my head. They go, son, keep going. Wow. You've got this. Just keep going. And you could feel the whole energy come over me and, and the conversations that I was having with them like that was just the backing and the supporting. It was just absolutely just beautiful and amazing. And I think that's one of the internal conversations that I have with myself around just, you know, whoever's here around me, past, present or, or in the future. The third one is, is probably the most moving though. I remember in my first UTA, the North Face, it was about one o'clock in the morning. And when you're trail running, you've got your headlamp on, obviously, and you look up and you've got the reflectors in the trees to show you where you're going. Mm-hmm. And you hear in the bush these, these noises and you're just scared out of your pants. And you, and you look to see if you can see anything in the bushes, but because your light's not on the reflectors, you don't know where you're going. So you're constantly moving your head and you go, oh, I've got to stay on the path. And you hear this boing, 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 boing <laughs> off. It's a bloody kangaroo. <laughs> But I remember hitting a wall, I think it was around the 60K mark. It was about one o'clock in the morning and I was just in a world of pain. And so when I'm in a world of pain, I, I call upon some help and I called out to my wife. I said, Matt, babe, please help me. I'm, I'm just in a world of pain. And she's like, yeah, nah, nothing. She must have been asleep. <laughs> called upon my sisters. Sisters, like, please give me something. I'm, I'm, I'm in a world of pain here. Mm-hmm. Then I called upon my daughter, Lily. I said, Lil, it's dad. <laughs> I'm hurting here. Please, bud, give me some energy. You can't even talk about it. I get emotional. Oh. And and when I when I just put that out there, all of a sudden this energy came across me and I went from a, a walk to a jog to a run and I had streams of tears just coming down my face and I just felt her energy and her presence and that internal dialogue from father to daughter and that love and that connection just came through me and I got through the wall so when you ask That's about amazing. what I talk about there's many different things I talk about in my runs and, and who you're talking to not just what yeah, right. <laughs> and they don't actually have to be there <laughs> they're not necessarily physically there yeah. <laughs> as you said yeah. in all of the paradigms across the Exactly. What universe you want to have? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> That's so cool. That's really powerful. I have never heard anyone actually describe that. I've asked that question, I think, although I'm only up to 13 episodes um, produced and put out there, I have now like 25. So I've got a few in the bank. So I've spoken to a few people <laughs> and asked that question. So that's a first. Well done, James. Thank you. It's, <laughs> It's very moving. I might try it actually next time I'm in a race and I'm feeling a bit of pain. Oh. 
Ooh. tapping into some of the resources I have. Yeah, like in your daytime runs, make sure like you've got sunnies on because like the energy, the emotional outlet is just, it just flows. So just ooh, like mm. I'm a good cry. I'm, I love a good cry. <laughs> and it just comes out and I just like, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> All right. So who wants to share the amazing adventure that you are both about to embark upon, which is for an amazing cause and how it happened, why it happened, which one of you would like to go first? Because I know you're both very passionate about it. I, I think uh, maybe you're underneath Scott James because <laughs> you're over there to me. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start it. Right, yes. I'm going to frame it and then yep. I'm going to hand it over to Scott to run with it. All right. I was thinking you two might have shared this together a few times and you might have a nice... It changes each time, right? You but want to do but it? the connection between us both is absolutely amazing. So as I said previously, like when Scott said, hey, I've got an idea and I said, yeah, no worries. Mm -hmm. Like we were introduced to Alan Stevens from the Campfire Project. Yeah. Um, he thought you two would get along really well, have a chat. And obviously we mm -hmm. had a chat and we got along really well. And, and I think the reason why we get along so well is because we're very much heart-based people. Yeah. Like our, the, the willingness and the ability to help and serve others, hold space and listen. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, it's a huge, huge quality that we both share. And what I love about Scott is his openness, kindness, heart space type of guy that he is. And he just holds space and he's there for you, present with you as yeah. you have a conversation. And this led to him saying, Shorty, hey, I want to run this past you. <laughs> and what is it? What was it that you wanted to run past your new buddy, James? Great handball, Shorty. I love it. It was brilliant. And it's, but this is the story, right? And before I jump into that part, I, I want to... I really want to thank Shorty for opening up his heart. And he doesn't just do it in this. I sat inside one of his Zoom calls with his um, coaches, like a better word. Mm -hmm. And he's, what would love to? Now we're in unprecedented times at the moment. We've all got to pivot. We've all got to change. And he's gone into his heart and he's asked his community, what would love to? How do you support one another? Mm. And that's what this is about. You know, you got two guys putting their hearts on the line to make a difference, not only to the lives of others, but to ourselves. Mm -hmm. you know, we're taking on a journey from Sydney to Melbourne. We're going to be over 25 days, we'll be running an average of 53 k's a day. Just yesterday, I had to change the route because certain parts don't work now because of COVID, you know, and like it's a yes. cost for everybody at the minute. This journey we're taking on, we're, we're taking on to start 10,000 conversations. Wow. And so what, what's the significance of the 10,000? Well, they say 10,000 uh, hours makes you become an expert in something. Mm -hmm. They say 10,000 steps makes you fit and healthy each day. Mm -hmm. Listen to Justin Bieber. He says 10,000 hours will earn that sweetheart of yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so we think... 10,000 conversations is mm -hmm. going to go a long way to putting a dent into the mental health 
crisis that's currently going on in Australia. So actually, we know it's going to make a big difference. So when you're, because I happen to know a little bit about, <laughs> just a tiny bit, not as much as you guys, but um, so when you're having these conversations, the spark for these conversations won't just be, hey, look at these two blokes running along the road doing the, the cliffy young shuffle without gumboots. Instead, you'll have something else quite bright that you will be handing out. And that I believe will be a spark of the conversation if you know the conversation doesn't flow. <laughs> and those of you who can't see, because yeah, this will be an so. audio, uh, <laughs> James is showing some yes. yellow socks yes. with black dots. Yes. And I believe yes. they also have a smiley face. So can you share us the, the, maybe the story about the socks and how that's going to be included in your what did you say? How many days is it? It's a lot of days. Over 25 days. Over so, that, 25. so we, we actually, we need a lot of help with this because mm. we want to gift 10,000 pairs of socks. So when I mean, you're giving, like this is how I picture it, especially if you, when you're giving the socks out during the run, sorry for interrupting Scott, but I just picture, because if I get it right, then you can tell me if I haven't, you can correct me. Um, giving the socks to, to people as you're running, you want to hand out a certain number a day, I assume, but each one of those will include a conversation explaining what the socks are about and they're very special. Back to you. Yeah, no, I, the socks are very special. They, I'm going to share a little story about what happened just the other day as mm -hmm. to why they work and how they work. Yeah. I, was, I was running around my estate and I, there's a guy running along Doing the, doing the shorty shuffle. <laughs> and I caught up to him and said, hey, how are you? What's going on? He said, oh, I just got a little bit to go. I said, yeah, cool. I said, yeah, what are you training for? He goes, oh, I've got the 10K run. I said, awesome, awesome. He goes, nice socks. <laughs> okay, thanks very much but for noticing. As he looks down, he's smiling. I see him looking down. I know he's looking. So I know he's coming up, so I'm smiling. So we're sharing a smile straight away. So actually, I said, just for the fact of asking, I really want to share the story of the socks with you. The socks are bright yellow with the black dots, black polka dots. And those black dots have significance. They represent our dark days. Mm -hmm. We all have them. No one's getting out of that. Mm -hmm. And that bright yellow. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And that bright yellow, that's that sunshine. You know that warm winter sun on your back? I do. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? I that's do. the community getting around you on your dark days. I actually have black dots on each ear as my earrings because our dark days are generally between our ears. So let's talk about it. You know? I don't just talk it, I'll live this. Mm. Anyway, so I've shared that story with him and he goes, yeah, thank you. He said, I'm actually, I'm actually on leave at the moment. I said, oh, okay, what's the story there? He goes, I'm a copper um, on my mental health leave. Yeah. I've just Ouch. said, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Mm. For the next next 10 minutes, we just talked and I just listened. Yeah. Yeah. So as we're running along handing out these socks, we're on a journey. It takes what it takes. Mm -hmm. But I'm here to listen if you want to share a story. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. And if I get a smile from you, it's going to give me the energy and the fuel to be able to get that next kilometer. Yeah. If not, I need a shorty and say, shorty, mate, need help from above. Give me some love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's... You know, like, it's funny, you know, like, how do we have the conversation about mm. the conversations we really need to have? Mm. So, are, are we safe enough to have them yet? Because that's the one thing that I, I feel that we need to look at, you know, because 
being being the work that I've done and being around the people I've been around, it's, it's about having a safe place to actually have the conversation. Mm. And so often it's not within your family and within you, your direct and immediate contact people. You actually need to go somewhere else to have a safe conversation so you can hear yourself so that then you can process it in the places you need to have it. Mm. We're trying to create a soft landing, start a conversation, you know, and it's not about saying, going into somebody and saying, hey, listen, you need to talk. Saying, hey, just here. So, I mean, it, I even see the ripple effect where, you know, you hand the socks over to someone who, you know, frankly says, I don't really have anything necessarily to share with you right now, but this is really cool. I love what you're doing. It's very supportive. And they, I support you, blah, blah, blah. They go to home, they go to work, they go whatever. And someone goes, yeah, it's funny, yellow socks. Or they just tell the story of meeting and the story of the socks. And that in itself has the ripple effect of opening people up who do have something that they need to share um, that they've been it's, we're gifting socks not to have a conversation just with the person I yeah. give the socks to or Shorty gives the socks to. It's actually to have the conversations when we get home. One of the greatest gifts I've been given lately was uh, uh, I train at F45. Like that's, they're my people. That's my community. And, and I love them because they, they've got my back. They're there for me every, every morning at 5 a.m. You know, at the moment we're not in lockdown. I'm not there. It's like, ah, bugger. But I, I did a quick presentation thanking everybody sharing the journey of what, what I'm going to do and thanking everyone for their support. And one of those people happened to be a school teacher and she wore the socks to school on pyjama day. She walks into school and the kids are there and they give her a bit of grief. And so she said she had the story of the socks. Um, and these kids actually happen to be preppies. So she's gifting them the story about the socks. But more importantly... What happens, she goes, have a good look at the socks. There's more sunshine than dark days, but we're here for each other. Oh. So I told a friend about that, uh, a friend who I've been doing a little bit of work with and supporting his team. And he goes, how many kids in the class? I said, uh, 22, 25. He goes, get 25 pairs of socks from me in kid size. I want to gift them to the kids. Oh. So just before the holidays, the day before the holidays, she she took all those socks in and gave them all to those kids. What a beautiful gift. There's a photo on our, I think it might be on our website now, it's definitely on our Facebook page, um, with all the kids sitting in a circle with all their socks on. It's stunning. But the ripple effect, how gorgeous is it that those kids get to go home with those socks and share that message with their parents who might be having a tough time at the minute because there's all sorts of different opportunities going on in Melbourne and with a smile. Yeah. Yeah, Dad, this is the packet. Here, Mum, this is a packet. We all have dark days. What a gift. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. It's a ripple effect, you know? Yeah. It, it is literally about creating smiles, you know? So, yeah. So, <coughs> when? When? 9th of September. The 9th of September? Yeah, so look, we've got quite a few opportunities at the moment. We're about seven and a half weeks away, I think. So, and it's funny, you know, like I had a conversation with the guy the other day. I've got to share this, right? Because I'm going to paint you a very clear picture of where we're at. Sat down, he goes, What are you doing? I said, Ah, oh, this is what we're going to do. Cool. He goes, When are you doing it? I said, September 9. He looks at me and goes, You sure? I said, Yeah, why? Don't exactly look like a marathon runner. 
I said, look, I said, I really appreciate that. He goes, how far are you running? I said, probably 50 to 70 kilometers a week at the minute. I'm training F45. Mm-hmm. And most marathon runners run 140 odd days a week to, you know, to get up there. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I, I want to thank you so much for that. He goes, what? I said, I'm not here to run a marathon. Exactly. I need to be strong. Yeah. Like, this is not, I if I'm running, walking, crawling, you know, it's not. I love it when we talk about running because so often when we're out in these endurance events, we walk. Mm. It's, not about, it's not about just. I think um, one of the first people I had on my uh, podcast is like running royalty here, trail running, ultra running royalty in Tasmania. She's gone and represented Australia in Portugal and, you know, in, in all of that sort of stuff. And she said, uh, like one of the tips, I always ask people running tips for beginners. And she said, um, just because you're running doesn't mean you can't walk. And they were like, what? <laughs> because she's like, you know, an elite runner and it's okay to walk. So to your point, Scott, it is okay yeah. to walk. Well, I think that's, I think that's something that leads into one of the things in life, right? We put so much pressure on ourselves mm. to achieve the maximum. When point. in reality, if you get, 50% of that done and 50% of it done really ugly. That's an epic effort. Yep. That is an epic effort. Turn around and have people behind you still sitting on the couch. I was going to say, it's much better than those sitting on the couch who didn't get started. But here's all. the thing. What you got to do is get started. Like one of the greatest. So how are you going to do it? He goes, I'm going to go left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. That's, that's right. my plan. Revolutionary. He's, he's looked at me. He's like, it's so you couldn't tell if I was serious. I was dead serious. That's exactly what's going to happen. Because my, you know, like it's, I've I've done. I haven't done the amount of ultras that Shorty's done. I've done two days. I've done Gradation Road. I've done Ironman. I've, you know, like, but it's, it's just so much more than just a, just a run. Mm. This is my life. I'm putting out there. Yeah. Know, for other people to join in because it's so much better when we do it together. You know, totally. Like, you can achieve anything. Right? I'm, I'm working hard to be the best version of me. So my son's got a target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Target for himself to be the best version of himself. It's not up to me to be, be a better version of me. Yeah. Him to be the best version of himself. Yeah. Okay. So you're inspiring, like, well, not just the next generation. But I think even further beyond that as well, I think um, what you guys are doing is very inspiring. It, it is one of my pet hates at the moment is the um, people, the failure kind of thing. Because to me, if you don't get out there and start doing things, whether it works or like whether it doesn't matter, like the fact is you're doing it and you won't learn if you just, as we said before, if you're just sitting at home doing nothing, thinking a lot, but not doing anything then you'll never know what path it is or what brilliance you could be missing out on uh, that you could be contributing to the world and so what you guys are doing is taking (laughs) taking it all by that it's going to say something rude but I'm not going to say that but (laughs) (laughs) because I don't talk (laughs) but um, that's it but that's the kind of emotion that I feel about it like you're really taking hold of something um, you're making an idea, turning it into reality, um, and not just for you. Like it's a very much a thing where you're giving to everyone else. 
um, and in a time when life is pretty tough for so many people, like sitting here in Tassie, if I didn't have the news, I wouldn't know how tough it was in many ways <laughs> for everyone because we've hardly had a lockdown. You know, we had a little bit last year and that was it. Um, but even if you haven't, I think the globe at the moment is in that state of um, anxiety and that's feeding into people's already existing mental health um, conditions and things and you're giving people an opportunity to have a conversation and that ripple effect we talked about before. I just think it's priceless. I think what you're doing is amazing. Um, yeah, I'm just really happy that you're choosing to talk to me about it here too. That's really uh no, and thank you for that. But I do want to I do want to give something quickly because it's you know, we're gonna take on a pretty big journey here. Last year during mm. lockdown, we're in lockdown five in Melbourne mm. and we had I decided I was gonna try and do two hundred K over four days. So just to and because of lockdown I try to do it on a treadmill. Um, I never I never run on a treadmill before. Note to oh. self note to self, just maybe run a treadmill before you try it. So 10 Ks in my hips were pretty smashed and but I kept pushing. So, mm -hmm. and I announced it on social media because I wanted to support people. I wanted people to have something to do, something to grab onto while we're in a pretty crappy old time. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to announce today that we've got another seven days of lockdown again, which is you know, another opportunity. But here's the thing. On day three, I'd done 156 Ks. I didn't get it exactly as I planned. I had to walk a bit. I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. I walked inside to have a shower and get changed. And I had a go at my wife. And I walked out in tears. I was tired. Mm -hmm. I was over it. And I just hurt the people I'd loved. Mm -hmm. Here I am putting on everything out there for everyone to come and join me on Zoom, to come and stick, join me live. I put myself under that pressure. Mm -hmm. It was my choice to do that. And I was hurting the ones I loved. Mm. Thanks so for I putting stopped. that out there. Because I mean, think everybody can relate to that. <laughs> so I stopped. Yeah. I turned around to everybody and said, listen, I thank you all for following. Mm -hmm. I said, but right now my wife and son are more important and I'm hurting them by doing this. Yeah. And I'm hurting myself. I could, I could have got it finished. Yeah. But at what cost? Yeah. Now, in this current time and this current climate of everything that's going on in life, at what cost are you doing things? Make sure the reason you're doing things are really important. Mm. You know? And what you value. Needed yeah. to be for shorty to sacrifice where, like, make no mistake, there's significant sacrifice to make this happen. Mm -hmm. That's not just the training, even the time. To actually do the event is talking. in itself. There goes a month. It's taken me six days just to get the root, six full 10 hour plus days to get the route sorted to do every footpath and bits and pieces just because I need to make sure of that. But here's the thing. Yeah. That's how much we believe in this. That's how mm. this is that we actually address the mental health crisis that's going on in Australia. Yeah. You know, physical exercise is a major part of that. Mm-hmm. I totally behind that. Supporting one another is the most important thing we can do, you know. And right now, I've got the love, for, love of a man. I've got the love and the heart of a man who stands with me. I stand with him, you know. Let's make the impossible possible. Like, we're not running a straight line. We're running down the coast. 
that take... was a question I had, like what path you were choosing in order. Like I wouldn't think that the highway would be very conducive to having conversations with people as the cars are zooming always. So <laughs> I'm assuming your path is a little bit more footpath-like, which is what you just described, Scott. There's a bit of trail, a bit of everything. And it's, you know, like it's, I, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to, to share my life with others. I'm so share so grateful to share my pain so that others can mm. walk with me and support support that. I'm so mm. grateful for a man who could possibly be a robot. I don't know. We'll find out. Yes, a well, it's, it'll be interesting because... There's, there's, a, glitch, a, there's a glitch. There's a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> As he said, everyone uh, will only just hear the audio rather than the video that I can see. <laughs> you can see how funny that is. And the fact that you guys are so close and obviously have such a connection... And yet you've not actually met each other in person yet. So are you planning to, just out of curiosity, are you planning to meet in person the day you start the run? Or is there an opportunity to catch up a little earlier than that? Well, there was <laughs> until lockdowns. Uh, we were supposed COVID. to be, uh, yeah, we were supposed to be um, in August uh, actually driving the path together. Oh. Um, and actually going, yep, yeah, cool, check spot there, checkpoint there, yep, 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 mm -hmm. great, great, great. So like the full three days of just road tripping it and uh, and go through every but Boys, road trips cancelled. No good. Yep. Oh. It might change. Who knows? No? Is I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? We'll just go with it, right? It's like right now we're in the biggest ultra race of our life. When you're out there and you're running and you're on a trail, yeah. you don't know exactly what's going to happen, but yeah. you just adapt to the situation it is. Mm -hmm. right? And it's, I, I love it. I love the ultra scene. It's not mm -hmm. a competition against each other. It's a competition against yourself. And once you've stepped into that world, mm. you know, like when I finished two bays with, with, with the broken metatarsal, I started with that and I, and I finished it. And I'm, I'm driving home. I'm looking in the, in the rear vision mirror. What can you achieve? If you've just done that without yeah. much, what can you achieve? That's actually been the biggest gift I think running's given me is that, you know, if I can travel this far, you know, initially run to work, 20Ks, when I'm in my 20s, then what can't I do? You know, it was just that kind of, that empowerment. Um, and as I said before, like taking that into all other areas of life. Yeah. Right and transitioning that lesson of like, wow, I can run that twenty k's. Wow, if I could take that energy, that mental prowess, that that intensity, that belief, what could, what else could I? Who else could I become? Mm -hmm. What else could I do? What else could I maybe possibly achieve in in all aspects of life? Who's showing up in the relationship? Who's showing up at business or at work? Who's showing up in my finances? And so that's the ability of the power. What I built taking is is the running and and doing these races and doing these events, it's like, game on, let's do this. I've got it by the, I was going to say it again. <laughs> Short and curlies. I actually wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I'll but say it. But it's funny for you to think I was going to <laughs> Or not at all. So how can people help you? How can we help this amazing um, duo achieve something incredible, which you're already achieving, by the way, even before you even start. You do know that the ripple effect is already in place. Thank you. Thank you. Scott, can I take this one? Please. 
Beautiful. So we've got our website, ihopeyouaresmiling.com. That's www.ihopeyouaresmiling.com. Um, it shares what we're up to, how you can help. There's a number of ways that you can help. We have um, our on that our My Calls page, which is if, if you want to add a donation to support us, to fuel us along the way, that's amazing. Um, purchase a pair of socks, these bright, beautiful yellow socks with the black dots, like or gift one, donate one as well. Um, if you're a business and you're thinking, oh, this could be a good marketing opportunity, well, we can do socks with your own branding on the sole as well. So have that foundation to gift to your clients, your suppliers, cool. your, your team members. So there's that opportunity. Um, and if you want to walk the journey with us, not physically, but metaphorically, spiritually, energetically, come along the way with us. And if your business wanted to share the journey around, and if you're touched by that mental health crisis and you want to be part of it, there's a way that we can walk the journey together. So I'd love to reach out and, uh, and send us a message at uh, I, IHopeYouAreSmiling.com. We have our Facebook page and our Facebook group, which is called The Business of Smiles. Uh, so come and join it. There's some great, uh, great things that we share every single day on things that make you smile. I guarantee, here's my guarantee, when you come and join that Facebook group, I hope you are sm uh, the business of smiles, Facebook group, you'll leave so like a grin from ear to ear that fills you up. The oxytocin just gets blown to smithereens and you, you start your day, you finish your day and everything in between with a big, beautiful smile. Mm -hmm. And I have heard it's, you know, basically smiles are as infectious as a yawn. Yes, they are. If not more so. Yes, they are. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll second that as well. And um, I think there was a quote, maybe I made it myself recently, <laughs> about um, if you're, um, I can't remember the actual wording, but it was along the lines of if you're exercising and you smile, it always feels a bit better. <laughs> you know? Exactly. There's a little fact about that. If you're smiling while you're exercising, the smile actually covers more surface area of your face. So you do take in more oxygen. There you go. Yeah, so it's really important, runners. If you're running, smile. Smile. Yeah. You can't be unhappy and you feel less pain and you're taking more oxygen, which I can't think, you know, any more reason than that to smile. It's just, you know. But just, if I can just, if I can just ask a question to, to leave your listeners. Right? We talk about so often about achievements and, you know, you know what's your return on investment? What's your, mm -hmm. what's your return on emotion? Oh, that's an interesting question. What emotion are you putting out that you're getting back? Mm -hmm. I want to challenge you on it. Mm. Right now, we're trying to create 10,000 conversations that create 10,000 smiles, which has a ripple effect far beyond what we're going to know. Mm. You never know who's watching. That's true. What you turn on your emotion. Mm. I love it. Can I ask you guys one question as well before we wrap up? which is a very practical question. And that is, do you have any running tips for beginner runners? <laughs> so people wanting to start running for all kinds of reasons, what kind of tip would you give them to get started and to keep going? Because obviously, no matter what you say, Scott, you're both runners, in my opinion. So, Jordan, did you mind if I go first? Love to, go for it. I was 130 kilos, smoked two packs of cigarettes a day, drank like a fish. Excellent. When I, my, when I did my first Ironman, for my only Ironman, I ran past a guy that I grew up with. I said, hey, Nige, how are you, mate? 
I couldn't believe it was me. Doesn't matter where you start. Mm. Just start. If it's 10 metres on your first run, it's 10 metres more than what you did yesterday. It's true. They just start. For me, it's about finding your tribe. Mm-hmm. Because as a, as a newbie runner, you're going to have some aches and pains. And we can justify the best of justifications to ourselves, right? Oh, I've got blisters. Oh, my shins are hurting. Oh, I've got chafing where you don't want to know, right? All these different ups and downs and bumps and bruises along the way. But when you commit to a tribe and a bunch of running groups out there for beginners, right? Mm-hmm is that's that support that's the people around you that's the bright yellow around you helping through your dark days of getting Mm. starting a run good point right (laughs) so so the ability of put it out there hey Mm. you might have a running buddy you might have a group of mates that want to come for a run with you every saturday morning when i was living in sydney for 23 years there was half a dozen of bunch of mates that we would rock up Every Saturday morning at six o'clock, we would go for a run anywhere between 5Ks and 10Ks. We will then go for a swim in the surf all year round and then have breakfast together. Wow. For 23 years, we saw marriages, divorces, births, mm. deaths, everything in between. Yeah. But the ability to finding your tribe, it could be mates, it could be people that you don't even know, is a beautiful way to start the day, finish the day and everything in between, but hold you accountable to go from your mm. 1K 5k 10k to a thousand k whatever you want to achieve find your tribe i think there's something about what gets you started is often something in here you know it's a goal or something that you want to do lose weight run whatever but what keeps you in it i think is the tribe as you said james the tribe that you find yourself in you're more likely to continue that's been my the evidence in my world so totally also i just love listening to shorty you know we we are absolute yin yang of life right and it's just, it's just gorgeous. <laughs> Likewise, buddy. Likewise. <laughs> so cool. All right. Is, is there anything that we sh- haven't covered? I will, um, I will put this, uh, this podcast up with the links so that people can go and support. As I said, there's lots of opportunities for businesses too. I know you guys are thinking about doing a documentary style so as well. So even... Uh, what you would get as exposure for as a business isn't just, you know, during the run. It's also um, afterwards as well and all of that. Um, So there's opportunities there. You'll be able to look those up on the website. Everyone, is there anything else that you'd like to share before we close off the call? It's amazing what you're doing. (laughs) I hope you're smiling. You are smiling. And it's, you know, in a world that's, you know, learning through these new opportunities, single best gift you can give somebody is a smile. You never know what they're going through. Yeah. And it costs nothing. True. But it's also the best gift to give yourself. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michelle, I just want to say thank you and acknowledge you well, for you, providing the space and putting on this platform and this podcast for your listeners and listeners. This is, we talked about the rippling effect. Pay it forward. When you listen to Michelle's interviews with, you know, the people that, the amazing people that she's already interviewed, share it. 
get the voices out there, share the messages, share these podcasts to as many different people as possible because you don't know who you're going to have an impact on. Mm-hmm. It could be someone thinking about running or a season runner. Share the podcast. And I just want to say thank you, Michelle, for, for holding the space and having conversations. Thank you, James. I appreciate that. In fact, I appreciate both you and Scott for sharing your wisdom and the adventure you're both about to embark on. And I wish you all the best for it. And um, I'd definitely be, if it wasn't for COVID, I'd probably come up and work where I could uh, have a little run with you (laughs) at one point uh, in my yellow socks. So... (laughs) But we will be following along. I'll, uh, as I said, I'll put this up as a bonus episode so that people can listen to it um, sooner rather than later. But if you just hang on, um, I'll have a chat with you when we hop off the recording again. Thank you so much. It's been great to share this hour with you guys. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. For a bunch of resources to help you get and stay fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. I'll also be back here once a week. Bye.